0: Hi everybody, I'm Dan Kurtzke, and tonight we're going to take a look at Green Lantern Mosaic number 16, the Jon Stewart solo series from the early 90s, and, well, with two issues to go, we, well, at the last possible instant, we get a character spotlight on Rose. And again, it hits home that there's no clear-cut good and bad here, as Rose is just as afraid and prejudiced as the next person, although her focus is... It's kind of surprisingly different. Um Well, first, Rose's father was a coal miner who was never happy with his life. You know, her strongest memory of him is how he would sit up at night and just stare at the stars, just silently wishing for something more and better until the day he was just gone. You know, that was the last time Rose ever let herself look up. You know, that's, and that's more obviously it's figuratively shut up. You get it. <laughs> she turned away from the mines and started focusing on farming, on on making the best out of what's right there in front of you, and ignoring what could be out there. You know, her experience as a child is that hope brings misery. Because it was her dad's hope that you know, took him away from their family, and and I think it's important the implication that. You know he didn't die. He just he just left after a while. He just went away under his own his own choice, and that's that's hard for a little girl. You know, eventually, the Green Lanterns began to touch her life. You know, first Hal, then Guy, and eventually John, and they terrified her. These were men of the stars who embodied everything she wants to get away from, and. ...and brings it right down from the sky into her home. And more than that, this is where her prejudice comes in. She hates them. She hates and fears all superheroes. She fears them for being different. Even if they used to be human in her eyes... ...gaining powers made them into these creatures that you have to placate... ...because they could easily kill or enslave humanity anytime they wanted... It's the old Superman idea that I hate where Green Lantern is who he is and Hal Jordan is the disguise he puts on to fool regular people, you know? Um, And Rose, her perception is that the entire world tries their best to pretend like superheroes don't exist until faced with them directly, in which case humans pretend to love them and, and be grateful to them, simply as an act of self-preservation. Now, you're probably thinking the same thing I was at this point. What's this mean for Rose's relationship with John? Um, there's actually there's a pair of panels on page 4 that give more weight and information to their relationship than the last 15 issues combined have. Rose is thinking about Hal, and her inner monologue says... I once saw something on one of those gossip TV shows about how it was rumored that he was romantically involved with a female aircraft executive. I wondered what kind of pretending that would take. What kind of lies they'd have to agree on to pretend they're just two people in love. Then her son Toby asks, you know, where's Uncle John? And Rose's inner monologue continues, I'm learning. Speaking of Toby, we get something of a a burst of character from him in this issue as well. He he asked Guy Gardner to beat up John because John beat him up once, Uh, reaching back to that early issue of Mosaic where a possessed and airbunny's John went to Rose's house and almost strangled Toby. And Toby even flat out says it's not right that John not only abused him but didn't give him a ring too so that he could protect himself like the Mosaic kids It's like Toby all of a sudden got tired of not being relevant in this series. Uh, I mentioned that Guy Gardner is there, and the Peeper's plan is going off without a hitch so far. You know, the skies of Oa are filled with alien ships, and a handful of heroes came along too. You know, Guy, Hal, Kilowog, Flash, uh, the Wally West Flash... Martian Manhunter, and Power Girl all show up to try and make sure the evacuation goes peacefully. The funny thing is, now that they're finally faced with a quick and easy way home, Rose rejects it. And she wants the heroes and the ships to leave so that they can stay right where they are. Uh, part of part of that's because of her general fear and mistrust of superheroes, and and her overall aversion to looking above for salvation. But more than that, she is where her father always dreamed of being. She's among the stars he always looked at when dreaming of a better life, and she can't bring herself to reject that without feeling like she's, she'd be losing him all over again. And in case you're wondering what the Guardians think of this massive invasion of their planet, they announced publicly that they think it'll be cool to watch. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> interesting to look at how Rose views each individual hero she's confronted with. Uh, Because Kilowog and Martian Manhunter, the two most alien of the group, uh, she calls, see reading from the panel here, two strangers putting on human ways to be accepted by creatures they'll never understand and who in their hearts they must believe are inferior to them. Guy Gardner as... A broken man, a seething mass of self-hatred and anger. Uh, She looks to Power Girl in the Flash as two scared and confused young people who have to use their powers publicly and get the world's approval to know who they are. And last but not least, Hal Jordan. She describes as a man so afraid of uncertainty that he has to be the one to make and enforce the rules of rightness. And later adding, These are what all superheroes are. These are the kinds that will always be in power on Earth. Which is a nice commentary on human history. And John? She clings to him, not only because he's the only one with real power on Mosaic, or because he's the axis this world spins on, but because, well, her own words as she puts it, at least John admits to his madness. John knows he's no longer just the man that he was. He's willing to go and open himself up to the strange things of the universe and find out what he's really become. (laughs) An idea Hal immediately rejects is bullshit, but that's that's just kind of the people person Hal is. (laughs) It's worth noting that there's a panel in here where Rose describes John as uh, a thing of thought and music and not of reality. Which I think is an excellent way to describe this incarnation of the Jon Stewart character and the mosaic world itself. And because it wouldn't be mosaic without at least one page of something batshit crazy, John wakes up from his coma, flashes red light from his fist, and says, Hey everybody, this is my wife Kat Matui. and you know, there she is, standing right next to him in the flesh, even even has her green lantern uniform on. Oh mosaic. Something I forgot to mention last time was that issue 15 was the final issue drawn by Cully Hamner, and while I wish he did these final three, he his departure did kind of happen at an appropriate time, because you know in the past fillinars have been used when the series strayed away from the mosaic for an issue here and there, as since Cully Cully Hamner's visual style. It really is the definitive take on the mosaic world. That being said, as of this issue, the mosaic is both literally and figuratively invaded by the larger DC universe, and with it the more normal sensibilities of superhero artwork, which actually looks stranger and uglier than anything Cully Hamner drew in these pages. You know, all, all of a sudden, there's a whole lot of superficial violence serving no real purpose, and Every female that isn't blatantly a child has gone up like three cup sizes. I, I can almost forgive anything I find awkward or not quite right about Luke McDonald's art here. Is It's supposed to be a time of chaotic change that tears down everything. And and I don't mean to sound like his work is bad. Cause it was, I mean, everything good I've said about it in the past is in full effect this issue, but so are the negatives. And, I mean, they're made better with the current context, I will give it that. There is this one full-page shot of the heroes arriving, and it's it's your typical group shot of super people standing together, but Hal Jordan looks so menacing, and everything's slanted to the side. It's the polar opposite of any inspirational or heroic shot you're used to seeing in comics, and, and it's drawn to look like the bottom of the page was torn away just at the character's feet, which works with the dialogue of Hal telling Rose that the nightmare is over, the mosaic is through, we've come to rescue you. They've come to tear the mosaic away, out from under everybody. So, nice nice visual representation of DC getting rid of the book. <laughs> um, but I think the best piece of art is page one, where Rose is tending the soil, hunched over towards the ground, while the spaceships fill the sky above her, and she looks right at the reader as if she knows what's there, but refuses to look. And the ships even have this phantomish look to them, like they're these shadows to be feared. It's very good work. I, I laughed a little at the letters page this time. They're just, shy, they're just shy of a full page dedicated to one single letter that, again, calls back to that guy in Issue 8, who called Rose a clueless trollop and proclaimed that John can't settle for anything less than black companionship. Uh... This letter writer has such a well-rounded, laid-back view of things that it's, honestly, it's refreshing. It's, I mean, the only thing better is that, uh, Joe Felice had to to transcribe this entire thing from an audio cassette. In, in 1993, and Mosaic was already getting voicemails. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, switching to present-day feedback, and this is, again, this is about the, um, uh, the fir- the issue where the uh, the clan starts up. Um, J.K. writes, "John's way of dispatching the clan. Holy crap! That's one of the most hardcore constructs/slash situations I've seen a lantern do." And he's referring to um to the way you know you know John came across the clan burning crosses in a front- in somebody's front yard. So he scooped them all up, put them in a giant construct frying pan, and basically roasted them over the burning crosses for a while before just chucking them across the field. Uh, I still smile when I think about that. (laughs) Um, uh, Dowd29, and this is someone who doesn't post all that much on the forum, although he should a lot more. I mean, he is one of those who, who got in through Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon, and as such, John is his favorite character. Um, He says, I would think that being on an alien world would make the human race unite together. Unfortunately, humans tend to see themselves in terms of us and them. Whether we decide, and I do mean decide, emphasis his to hate the them in that sentence or not, and whenever first contact is made with other people's The old them sometimes becomes part of the new us, and when we ever discover other sentient life out there, I think the same thing will happen. Very well said. Very well said. Post more, okay? Post more. (laughs) You're awesome. Okay, and we're going to finish this out with Menace Comic, who says, "Uh, Just on a side note, don't hold on to the secret of the next book you'll be reviewing for too long. I wish I could be reading along with you on this book, but lacking pre-awareness, I couldn't go dollar bin diving ahead of time. Con season is now, just saying. And yeah, you, know, you do raise a good point, and I will. Well, let me say this: uh, the next, the next uh, solo venture like this is going to be by Jim, so I'll I'll let him announce what book it is for himself. I don't really want to pull that rug out from under him, so. So I'll uh, listen for that. Um, he'll probably say something about it on the main show before coming out with it. But um I am definitely going to be doing another of my own. Although it probably won't be for a while. Um, to be perfectly honest, I can't say for certain it will be this year. Um But con season being what it is, I will make sure to tell people what it is if not in the last episode of mosaic then certainly sometime in the regular lantern cast proper and i'll try to time it so that so that um you'll still have a good chunk of big con season to hunt things down but um yeah i'm i'm thinking that it shouldn't be too hard to find either of the books that jim and i want to look at so so yeah look out for that later. Okay, in the meantime, I'm keeping it short this week. Alright. Um, you can contact me at dan at lanterncast dot com or the show in general at lanterncast at gmail dot com. Or uh, or go to thecomicforums.com dot com. Scroll on down to the Lanterncast. It's under L, it's all alphabetical. Uh you can call us at seven oh eight lantern as our our fully functional new phone number. Uh, you can you can find all of our various contact stuff at lanterncast.com. You know all that plus Facebook and Twitter. It's it's great. Just go there. You'll find everything else. And you know or look for us on iTunes as well. Um, so I'm a little scatterbrained tonight, but that's normal. That's normal. Okay, two left. Homestretch, people. Get ready.